Hello, I just literally coughed just as that. Look at your face. Sorry, I, I literally... Can't. Don't cough on my <laughs> entrance. How I can't you? help it. I've just literally got a cough then. Hello. Um, <laughs> this week we're talking about income protection. Cannot get the staff these days. I'm not your staff. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. No, I'm joking. Um, co-host, co-host. Co-host. Yeah, well, like put down to the corner in a little small window so that just so I know. So we're talking about income protection today. Yep. Take the floor because this is like definitely not my remit. (laughs) So I want to do the income protection one because one, um, I really, really enjoyed going to the iPod event in London. So Mm -hmm. the income protection awareness week has basically just being about making sure that advisors, especially advisors new to the industry, uh, have, I suppose, have more confidence, have more understanding, and get the advice from people who've been in the industry a bit longer to to be able to basically speak about income protection and create some awareness for it because it's an amazing product that isn't actually sold as much as it should be. Um, And it was... I really enjoyed it. It was amazing. So they asked me to go down um, and Joe and Andrew were amazing. I absolutely loved. I, I actually thought I was on ITV. Not so did actually, I. Not actually on ITV, Ash, like you thought. Honestly, just they won't get it. People on LinkedIn won't get it. But obviously, I'm an absolute sarcastic dry cow like that's my sense of humor so dry so sarcastic and we went to this set like i, I haven't even told you what it was like but basically we went to this we had to go to the set and i thought it was originally meant to be live but because of the queen dying it yeah. messed up so we had to like move it and it was like all set out like a proper studio and i went down and i did it in the day so i got like the train down on the morning got there did the thing Jackson had been bad the night before so I had to literally go straight back within the space of six hours I'd been there and back like I'd been there and back it was ridiculous but I got there and it was such a cool setup like it was a studio they had the like the cameras all around the lights the the sound tech thing where like the man in the other room could hear you and I got obviously I was like I need a photo of this this is unreal we got the photo and I haven't even put it out on LinkedIn I'll have to put it out after this episode yeah you um, will and it, um, it just looked like ITV, and I kept saying over and over again, "Oh my God, we literally are presenters! Like this is this is this is the news presenters." And Alan hadn't been able to come; he was on Zoom. So I was saying, like, Alan was the weatherman, or you know, the the, the one oh, yeah. that gets placed somewhere else. And they go now to the reporter at um, Tyneside with Alan Null. <laughs> Hi, thanks, Carla, and like going back and forth. And I was just, I'm an absolute nerd i was just laughing to myself constantly about it so when i put that picture on it was there like this like news readers and i put on um on itv tonight dot 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 taking the piss because it looked like we were news readers you of all people i'm disappointed in but everybody else was like, <laughs> oh my god what time oh my god what channel oh my god what are you doing as if you're on tv and i was like um how do I tell these people I'm taking the piss? Well, like, I shared it because I thought that's what you say because I thought you were. And if someone puts ITV to, on ITV tonight and oh. I literally shared it and I went and I think I put something like, this is what happens with hard work if you put in the effort. Like, <laughs> as in, like, and I was like, my client is now on my TV. 
so proud, so proud. So proud. Yeah, and then you messaged me like a couple of hours later, not straight away, and was like, you know, I'm not on ITV, right? And then, and I was like, at that point, I just messaged you back and was like, well, you are now. <laughs> now it's on now, love. Honestly, <laughs> it was like everyone else I could get because I thought, when I look back on it, like I genuinely was just taking the piss. Like I just was having a joke. And then when I look back at it, I thought, what I was quite um, complimented that people actually thought that I would be good enough to be on ITV. And then I was like, oh, well, suppose really looking at the picture, if you didn't know me and you didn't know my humour, you would think it. But you, I was like, you, like if I was going on ITV, I would not have done an eight second story. It had been forced. It'd have been a video, it'd have been built up, not tonight on ITV. No, but as I said to you, Bob Fair, I said, the thing with you is, and I've learned this now working with you for so long, is that sometimes you will say that sometimes you'll be like, Ash, we're gonna do this thing, and I'm really excited, and you'll tell me about it, and we're so and then other times you'll you'll go, I will find I Googled your name a couple of months ago and we were and I was like, What you didn't tell me about this. Oh, it's not a big deal. That's kind of a big deal. You're like that thing. Next thing, I was like, "There's like seven things you haven't told me that you did." That you're like, like well, my favorite one was like someone shared a mortgage strategy. My favorite one, someone shared a mortgage strategy um, thing about TikTok about tagging. I think Rosalia, one of my one of our colleagues, people, you know. And then the next thing you know, I was, I was reading through. I was like, "Oh, and Carla Edwards." And I was like, "Well, why would I? Know, why do I not know that you're in this?" <laughs> so I was just like, "Oh, okay, maybe." ITV, come on. Yeah, true, true. But I, I did, I did like to any opportunity to say, look how good I am at my clients doing this thing. And then, then people kept messaging me, going, "What time?" And I, by that point, I already knew, but I didn't have the heart to say, "Oh, she didn't. She just, um, she just said it was a joke." And now, I, I now I look like an idiot. So I was like, "Oh, I don't really know." I said, "You got to ask Carla." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, really one might have been no one on LinkedIn will have known that though, because it's no. on Instagram. So basically <laughs> Ash is an absolute buffoon and thought I was on ITV because I was taking the piss. But I'm, <laughs> I was at the IPAR event, which was amazing. So yeah, basically what it was mainly about, like my part on there was to just like answer it was like answering questions or giving an opinion based on what other people had said. Yeah. The main thing of it is, like, from my point of view, honestly, like, there's so many incredible people in this industry who have so much knowledge, and they are unbelievable. Like, I'll sit and I'll listen to them and be like, you're so much. Like, I am clever. I actually am clever. I'm one of these people who's really clever, but really no common, like, no common sense. So, like, mm -hmm. Keo says all the time, thank God you're good at endurance, because God knows what would have happened to you. Because I'm just, like, I'll say things... What did I say the other day? Oh, I thought, so Heidi came up last week and she rang me and she's like, I'm outside. And I was like, all oh, right, okay. So I went, I was in the office and Alexa was on and I went, what can we get, what Welsh song can we get Alexa to play? And the girls went, why? And I was like, because Heidi's here. And they were like, she's from Bristol. And I was like, Welsh, I was going to say, literally. It's <laughs> isn't it? And they were like, no. And I was like, oh, shit all the time i'm like isn't it like not like i've got no common sense but anyway that's hilarious people in the industry who are so so clever and so knowledgeable and know things like that the sound what i'm trying to get at is and what i was trying to say on my part on it is it's really i remember when i started i felt so intimidated by how 
don't want to say like I don't know what the word is for it, but basically it's like intelligent, posh, professional, businessy, very mm-hmm. like authoritative. You know, like I know all these things. I'm very, very educated. I know and understand all of it. Yeah. But at the same time, from a client perspective, I think that would be really hard to be able to relate to because me, I could, I could, I could learn it. I remember thinking when I understood like how it worked and how to market myself, I thought if I wanted to, I could sound, I could come across really, really clever and I could give off all the terminology because I'd just learn it and I'd do it and do it over and over again until I was good enough. But I know that I'm not trying to impress the people in my industry. I'm trying to connect to clients who don't have a clue what this is. So like my thing that I was trying to get across is that in this industry, as amazing as it is within the industry, don't let the way somebody else speaks about products make you feel inferior to be able to do it the way you want to do it. Because I did, and it used to put me off, and I think I'm going to sound very unprofessional, I'm not going to sound good enough. But in reality, the people in our industry are buying off us. They're not. Yeah. So the people who I want to understand me, the people who I want to relate to me, and the people who I want to get to know me are people who have absolutely no idea what insurance means. Or if they do, they know very little. So the simpler you keep it, the better chance you have of being able to create a name for yourself in that space. And considering that income protection is so undersold because of how complicated it can be and how even advisors find it really difficult to sort of break it down to a client if you concentrated on it for say three months and try to get your head around not how someone else markets it or not how someone else speaks about it, but how you want to speak about it how you want your clients to hear it I think you could make a big big impact and I genuinely do believe that because the problem is in this industry is that when things are complicated people shy away from it and you've either got and I've only been in it three years and, and there'll be plenty of people who listen to this and think you don't know what you're talking about but in my opinion in the last three years you've either got people who are absolutely unbelievable at the jobs absolute boffins who know the ins and outs of every single thing or they don't have a clue in the pretending it's like this yeah there's no like in the middle it's like you're either doing the job unbelievably well and really really thorough or you're just about getting by and doing the job that you need to do. And the thing is, is like that there's something in the middle. And I think I'm in the middle. I'm not claiming, never have claimed to be absolutely unbelievable in terms of the terminology, the way, like every different aspect of the policies. If I've got a question on the policy, I'll ring the provider or ring my BDM. Whereas my main objective is to make sure people actually understand what I'm talking about. So Income protection is so complicated, even from an advisor, to understand, never mind trying to get it across to a client. So don't be put off or don't be feel disheartened when you hear, and there will be, there'll be people who'll watch the iPod thing and, and, and that week and they've got loads of speakers, loads of things that are so helpful. But I know, even from my own experience, that there'll be things that people will watch and they'll go, I, I didn't even understand that. I don't get it. Um, if I don't get that, I, I must be shit or I must not be good enough at what I do because I can't even understand what they're saying and I'm, and I'm an advisor. And the truth of it is, it's just that they're making it really complicated when it doesn't need to be. So there's so many interesting things what you're saying here. There's like so many things. So a couple of things to unpack that for people to understand and for, uh, maybe for you as well is there's a great book I read, which is called The Million Dollar Offer by Alex Hormozzi. And in the book, right at the beginning, he says, 
don't try and memorize things that you can look up, which is a really interesting thing. And he says, and he says that the what he said, you're you're not. Um, what did he say? He says you're not a limp-wristed scholar. In other words, somebody said your job is to 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 help people along their their journey. And if you if you need to have the answer to that thing, look it up. I don't try to memorize things that I don't need to. And that's what you're saying there. I think a lot of people memorize stuff to make themselves sound more intelligent than they actually are. So you don't need to do that. And the other thing as well, and I love, I wanted to tap onto because you said it so well at the beginning, is that your clients are not other advisors. And it really, this is something of what I do that winds me up more than anything is people I speak to, brokers, mortgage, insurance, whatever. And they're like, well, what what would, let's say, let's take you, let's say if I was working with someone else and then it's you and they say, well, what would Carla think? doesn't matter what Carla thinks. Carla's not the person who's buying your service. And I think oftentimes we, we forget and we do forget. And there's actually a theory that this, which is that there's um, level one, level two, and level three of level of education, not of like normal, but like of a certain topic. Level one is like your clients most of the time. That is 98% of a market is level one. This is what's really quite great. It's 97% actually. It's 97 so that means that level one literally is what is income protection? How does it help me? That's it. Level two, which is 2% of the market, is what are the intricacies and how does this work? Probably where you are. You yourself are level two. And level three is the boffin that you said it be. That's like knows everything. And that's 1% of the entire market. The, the funny thing is everybody who you're trying to make money from is 97% of the market. So when you're talking as if you're trying to attract people and you're trying to be too complicated, you will not, you're only going to attract 2% of the market. You're not going to attract the 97%. That's yeah. why you've done really well. It's why I used to do it myself. I was like, I'd be talking about things all the time. And then it'd be like, why is my competitor getting more business when they're teaching people how to upload a Facebook display picture? Well, it's because that's the thing that the person at the time wants. And so I think knowing a lot of stuff doesn't mean it's visibility and ability. But the truth is, you are good at both. When you're good at both, when you're good at understanding the complex, but then making it relatable to the to the people who need to know about it, then you win. And I don't think that you're, I think you're just up there with the rest of them in regards to like the way you know stuff. You know, because you're underwriting all the time. No, but I'm not. I mean things no, like... No, I know what you mean. I know what you're doing. Like, and you, I know what you mean because it's like, and the way the I policies work. And I was like this. I was like, I had to listen and I was listening. I looked and I went, I didn't understand 70% of that. understand it no but that's fine you don't need and that's the problem again you don't need to and i think that's the thing you're so right with income protection when i was like i wasn't very good at selling income protection when i was an advisor i was good at kick and life and all and fib and all but i was terrible at ip because i couldn't understand it because the people who were training it were making it too complicated and and like but when someone said to me is you're just buying your own sick pay as soon as someone said you're just buying your own sick pay i was like Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Everything else can be sorted out. So, like, people who are scared to do it because they don't really understand it, or they're, they're a bit weary of it because it's a bit more complicated. That's literally it. You are you are giving someone private sick pay. That's it. Yeah. So, and that was as soon as that was it. That's easy to understand, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> and anything else can be dealt with through BZMs, through support, through understanding which particular. You know, then it comes down to what the client's earning. You just like do it in stages. 
Do they want the private sick pay? Yes, right. So what are they earning? This, right. So they can have a maximum of this, right. How long do they want to be covered for? So like the way I do it is when I'm speaking to a client, I, I like, and I think more need to do this because it works. And I've only started doing it with IP the last, I'd probably say the last six months. But I'll say to a client, look, this one's a little bit more complicated. There's a little bit, there's some more conditions on it that we need to go through. A few things you need to bit, like as if we're sort of, um, what's the word and eliminating eliminating um offers so yeah. right let's imagine so i always say like imagine it was on like a flow chart yeah. i need you to say yes or no which one yes or no which one because for me and everyone's different but for me i just believe that a client should have full control over what they have because they understand it yeah. i get that where the advisors and where the profession where the ones who, who who understand it more than they do and yes, we've got to give them some guidance, but ultimately that's their money and it's their choice what they do with it. So I am not going to sit there and say, I think you need this. If they said to me, what do you think? I'd say, well, if it was me, I'd do this. However, I want you to do it based on what you what yes. you want and you need. So I'll always be like, right, so do you want private sick? Let's just dumb down it. Do you want private sick pay? Yes. Okay. Do you want it where the price goes up every year? Or do you want it where the price remains the same? So it'll never change never change okay great would you like to be covered for one year two year five years or retirement ideally like retirement okay how much would you like to be spending a month because if that's another budget we might have to look down how long do you want to wait before you get paid out one week four weeks and it's like literally yeah. you do those simple questions as opposed to starting the conversation with so you can have um income protection and income protection is going to give you up to 70 percent of your wage and you can have it for starting next linked Oh, you want it index linked yeah. so that it goes up? <laughs> oh, and literally, by the time you finish explaining that, the, the client's gone. What? <laughs> what? Sorry? Can you repeat that? I don't understand. And yeah. literally, what's that thing? What's that saying? Where eliminate? Where they're like because something's got so confusing that they forget it. Like it eliminates itself. Like it's analysis where, paralysis. Yeah, like that. So when That's you over, when you analyze something so long, you paralyze. You become paralyzed to the situation because you're so engrossed in it that you can't even really see it anymore it's like yeah. what they say you can't see the wood from the trees that's what is the, yeah, they're saying i like that's how i imagine like ip to be advised with the majority of people and it just literally pull it back like and i always say I, this is i feel find myself quite boring to be honest but like i literally if jackson couldn't understand what i was saying it's too complicated <laughs> i used to do as a mortgage broker i used to call it the mum test so my mum is pretty straight. My mum's a wonderful woman. She's not exactly the most intelligent of women, and uh, but she's wonderful. And my thing was, if I can't explain it to my mum and it makes sense, doesn't make sense, it cannot be used. Yeah, and, and that's exactly it's too complicated. And so I used to do it with fees, and I would give her the the you know the IDD the document and say, "What does that mean to you?" And she'd go, "Oh, I think that means this." And I was like, mm, "No, that's not what it means." So this is too complicated. And yeah. I think. That is, that's a great way of doing it because it is like a, because people don't, they're, they're like my, the broker one makes me laugh when brokers go, we can charge you a fee or we can charge you up to 1%. I'm like, do you realize that's going to make people go, which one are you going to do? Yeah. It's, we, it's, it's overcomplicated. The index link, the, like you said, it's, it's the way you do it there. I love that flowchart idea. I think that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. Just, no, stop making it so complicated. Instead of giving them 10 options in one go, break it down the same with like, 
the life insurance, critical illness, whatever it might be, I always say to clients before I do anything, before I get to what the one or what the, I'm like, right, this is what we're going to do here. I'm going to imagine them all in boxes, right? This is your life insurance. This is in one box. This is what it means. This is in the next box. And then you'll find yourself, because it is very complicated. If a client's got life, critical illness, income protection, mortgage protection, by the time you've got to the fourth one, they're going, sorry, what, sorry, what is it? And I'm like, no problem. Let's go back to the beginning mm. again. This is what you've got in that box. This is what you've got in that. And you're not the same have, thing. Yeah, you literally have to. This is this and this is this because it's completely and utterly brand new information to them. So, like, what, what? we find as advisors is if it's nothing. Mm. It's massive. Like, remember the first time someone <laughs> ever said to you, level or decreasing? And I went, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Do you remember, like, I remember my first time in the state agency when I first walked into agency and everyone was saying words and I remember thinking, what the hell are you all to, like, mm -hmm. SST to this, 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 and then it would move into, and I was thinking, I'm never going to understand any of this, but I, they do. But it's like when they'd be like, life and kick, what's kick? Yeah, IP, this, that, you know, and you think, the IDD and the TPP and the QC. Yeah, KPI to do this. And, the, and I was thinking, oh, I don't have a clue what you're on about. And well, then, then imagine being the client and you well, go, you don't. And that's something I'd. Like, oh, your head's already battered by it. And that's why I think people get cancellations as well, because people naturally, you'll get two types of people. You'll either get people who say, no, nah, don't stand it, not for me, blah. Or they'll go, right, I feel daft now because I don't understand it. So I'm going to agree to it because I feel really stupid. But then in three months' time, when they look at that bill and they go, what am I paying £76 for? I will, I'm just going to cancel that. So that's what I wanted to talk to you on this, because I love what you said about, um, and I think this is like very controversial at times, and I think you know that, as so you said, like about this idea of you think the client should know what they're taking and it's mm -hmm. their job to decide. I agree, agree with you, and I did. And when I was a broker, I that my thing was, and I think this is, but it gets people's backs up, is that that client needs to know why they have it not because why but why they chose it because when they're in the pub with their friends their friends are going to say you don't need that thing it's like that's what's yeah. going to happen what and i said 110 pounds for life and you yeah i only you pay 15 want. quid you don't want. you've got life you've got this you've got whereas i know my clients could tell you what exactly and that is the thing I, and especially right now with the way the world is going and the economical change i was saying this if you're people watching this who are insurance brokers and mortgage brokers you need to make sure your clients know why because if they don't know why, now i don't mind i've got an offset mortgage that's a higher rate than a normal mortgage but i know why i took it and i've had people literally friends of mine go when they if we go for a drink with family, they go, you're paying now. Obviously, now it looks cheap compared to what it was, but you're paying how much for your mortgage? It's a much higher interest rate than mine. You need to get a better deal. No, no, no. I have an offset, which allows me to get money out and in when I want to. That's why I pay higher for it. That's why the broker did that. I know why. And I think the problem you have is we take that for granted because we know the industry. But if your clients don't know why they have that insurance, why they have FIB, why they have life, why they have it, they will cancel it because because the peer pressure will kick in, as you said, and they'll buy it. And, and, and it's true. And so I think that the way you do it, if you make a, if you tell a client that they should have it, but they don't know why they should have it, then that's not the advice. I know we go, we should, well, you're advisors, you tell them. If you haven't informed them. It should be an episode. Yeah, we do that.